was the capacity of the disciple. It's clear one thing that inspired it to go up to the capacity. You don't want to make people break, do things that they can't do. Try to do things that are totally out of their range. This is like Prabhupada gave Tamil Krishna such a dance of the father of Krishna China. But he was he did it. I know it's, uh, sometimes uh, as a Siksha Guru for some disciples, other other gurus, they, sometimes they come to me and they bounce off first, like uh, they're afraid a little bit of the Diksha Guru, what to say, you know, what, so they can uh, bounce it off and can, uh, see if it sounds right or uh, what they should do in that circumstance. So my initiated disciples, uh, they go to maybe some other one else, that <laughs> <laughs> seems to be with the Diksha Guru, there's a little more awe and reverence. They're going to go to their uncle to make sure, because his uncle is not, you know, it's not going to be a, a guru offense, you know. I had a one case where uh, the guru devotees uh, told uh, wrong information about a particular uh, disciple to the guru, and the, the, the guru rejected the disciple. And the guru, the disciple was, you know, pretty uh, frustrated by that. And then, uh, so then I was, uh, I kind of tried to give some shelter to that uh, devotee, and then I approached the guy. I saw that she was very devoted to her guru, but then uh, the guru somehow didn't uh, have a good uh, understanding about her. So then, uh, Later, I went to the guru and I explained, you know, she's, she's, not, she's not a bad person, she's very sincere, very, somehow, this wasn't understood by what we're told. And so then, uh, she was accepted back by the guru and initiated and became even his, uh, one of his secretaries. So I think there's a lot of this type of kind of thing in this kind where you find people, <coughs> Crash land on the side and then get them to get back on it. Thank you very much. I just London Soho Temple,
Sanai. Sambhuja Sanai. Srilinga Darashatru. Srilinga Darashatru. Mune Dushtami Vendriya. Mune Dushtami Vendriya. Just as uncontrolled senses are enemies of all yogis engaged in advancing the spiritual life, this Prahlad who appears to be a friend is an enemy because I cannot control him. Therefore this enemy, whether eating, sitting or sleeping, must be killed by all means. Translation, just as uncontrolled senses are the enemies of all yogis, Engaged in advancing in spiritual life. This Pralada, who appears to be a friend, is an enemy. Because I cannot control him. Therefore, this enemy, whether eating, sitting, or sleeping, must be killed by all means. Report by Srila Prabhupada, Hiranyakasipu planned a campaign to kill Prahlad Maharaj. He would kill his son by administering poison to him while he was eating, by making him sit in boiling oil, or by throwing him under the feet of an elephant while he was lying down. Thus Hiranyakasipu decided to kill his innocent child, who was only five years old, simply because the boy had become a devotee of the Lord. This is the attitude of non-devotees toward devotees. Next uh, verses don't have purports, and we'll continue. Nairita ste samakrishta bhartra vaisulapangaya tigma thangstra karalasyas 
Rakshasas, the servants of Hiranyakasipu, thus began striking the tender parts of Prahlad Maharaja's body with their tridents. The demons all had fearful eyes, faces, sharp teeth, and reddish, coppery beards and hair, and they appeared extremely threatening, making a tumultuous sound, shouting, Chapirth! Pierce him! They began striking Prahlad Maharaj who sat silently, meditating upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Pare Brahmanyani Desye Bhagavata Kilatmana Yuktatmana Falai Asam Apunya Seva Satriya Thus said the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport text 38, 39, and 40 of the fifth chapter of seventh canto Srimad Bhagavatam in the matter of Prahlad, the saintly. Son of Hiranyakashipu, and Yom Tatsat spoke in this uh, 28th of August 2002, Kristabdo, in the 516th year of our Lord Chichitani Mahaprabhu, in the uh, Ranhala, the Vishwara, Chakrabaladev's Mantra, Nanakrishna Temple, Ten Soul Street, London, City of Westminster. <laughs> to the west of the Ganges. <laughs> the universe of the forehead of Brahma. So, it's interesting how Hiranyakashipu here is saying that as uncontrolled senses are the enemies of all yogis engaged in advancing the spiritual life. So he knows about the science of yogis advancing spiritual life, and how uncontrolled senses are the enemies. In those days, demons, they, they were very uh, learned in uh, mystic powers and meditation and, uh, and many kinds of spiritual practices. But they were just atheists. <coughs> they were inimical to Vishnu, the demons. So because Prahlad 
was not able, he compared the Prahlad to these uncontrolled senses. Because he can't control Prahlad. He tells Prahlad, who's the greatest? Prahlad's the Vishnu. And then he just flips out and says, no, why don't you see I'm the greatest? Uh, Prahlad doesn't buy that. So then, Hiranyakashipu just gets so angry with him that He's not able to control him. Allah just always tells the truth. He's only five years old, he's very honest. Just whatever the Rani Kashipu asks. Rani Kashipu could ask, like when he asked about what was the best education you got, he could have said, What did your teachers teach you? Oh, military science, politics, and economics. And we would have said that when he said, What is the best thing you ever learned? It's all the best thing you ever learned. Sarvanam Kirtan and Swayanam Vishnu. The nine processes of devotional service, the best thing I've ever learned. Ah, it's terrible. So, it's very interesting, this pastimes of Prahlad and Nashinade, because uh, in the Padma Purana, our was President Vrindavan, which the Prabhupada said that, uh, told Sachinanda, who was translating at that time the Saras and Darvas, and he said, it's too high for you. You shouldn't do Saras and Darva first. You're not that expert in Sanskrit. He said, first you can do the uh, Vishnu Puran and the uh, Padma Puran. This is also useful for our devotees, and uh, that's easier Sanskrit. So, that's why I can understand the Padma Purana is a good uh, supporting literature. So the Padma Purana, it mentions uh, the glories of Vrishingadev. And actually, it mentions Vrishingadev, he appears in different millenniums, in different pastimes. All of them are similar, in different, not exactly millenniums, you can say Kalpas, days of Brahma. So this is uh, this kalpa, Prabhupada, the Bhagavad is explaining here what the pastime is. But in some previous kalpa, some other pastimes are there. Very similar. But uh, unique. Here it has the demons coming and stabbing him with their tridents, making shouting sounds, chopping, piercing. But somehow they couldn't penetrate him. They couldn't uh, couldn't do anything. It's just uh, he was protected by Vishnu. In a previous uh, pastime, I mentioned that uh, Hiranyakashipu had worshipped Shiva. He had this this that lila he did worship Brahma. So mentions two different other lilas. One where he worshipped Brahma. Also, one where he worships Shiva. The one where he worships Shiva, then uh, he also asks Shiva to be uh, eternal. But Shiva says that I can't give that uh, blessing that's only given by Vishnu. So then again, he began, you know, I can't be killed and inside. This time he didn't say inside, outside. He said, my. 
day and night, my weapons, and all the other, more or less all the other rooms, except inside and outside of the universe. And when he uh, he told Prahlad to say that, you know, I'm the Supreme, and Prahlad said, no, you're not. So I can at least say she was the Supreme. No, he's also not So then he said, okay, we have to destroy this boy. He saw uh, he saw uh, <laughs> So that time, since all these the demons threw their weapons at Prahlad, they didn't just stab him, they actually threw their weapons. But as the weapons hit his body, they turned into blue lotuses. So they were throwing arrows after arrows and tridents and spears and everything that was as soon as it would touch his body to take a take a chopper, take a sword with all their force smashing against his body, but as soon as it touched his body, poof, it turned to a blue lotus. So pretty soon he was covered by a big pile of blue lotus. So they're offering uh, their weapons, so they're offering lotuses to was interesting. Then also, it said at that time, uh, Hiranyakashipu, he wanted, uh, I don't know, one of the two villas, uh, I think this one, uh, he constructed a large uh, meeting hall. This was a big kirtan hall, Hiranyakashipu kirtan. This was an Harinam kirtan. So he constructed this large uh, hall. It was so large, it was like a huge thing that went literally to the Yojans. It was like a huge uh, indoor stadium that could uh, literally hold millions and millions of people. It went for miles and miles. Yojan is Yojan, long, wide, rectangular shape. So that uh, you're going to have to have planes flying inside of that thing. <laughs> so, he was on this gigantic pedestal, like, like almost like a mountain, very high. Didn't say they had a big video screen or something, but it was just like he was. And, and he went, from there, everyone would chant his like, glorious. You know, that, whatever, I don't know exactly what the kirtan was like. Anyakashipu, Anyakashipu, whatever it was. Anyakashipu, we love you. Don't kill us. We'll do what you want us to. So you'd have this big uh, gathering. But somehow he gratified everybody. The, the, the demons were happy and he gave everybody such gratification. Because the devotees he persecuted. Anybody that was a yes man for him, it was all right. It was just if you were a devotee of Krishna, a devotee of Vishnu, then you were in good company. So, that time is he told Prahlad that you have till sunset to surrender. If you don't accept that I am the Supreme by sunset, I'm going to kill you. 
It was interesting because, uh, so this time, he didn't break any pillar or anything. So I said, Narsingadev, he kind of flew into the capital city, and he was uh, flying down the central uh, street, and the demons were you know, seeing this gigantic half-man, half-lion form, and they were freaking out. Shingadev just flying around, you know, flying to the town. Then he uh, entered into the Kirtan Hall. And uh, so he's flying in the back of the Kirtan, which is so far, and it's like, you know, really notion is. And Hyanakashiku uh, said, Who is the beast entered into my Kirtan? Without my permission. He sent his uh, flying squad to go there and tell him to get out. If he doesn't listen, you will kill So then they, they take off and uh, so they're telling him that he can't do it. Get out, he get out. So then they attack him. And uh, so then uh Bay wipes him out. So then Radikashiku sends all his uh, air force to go and uh, get him. So so that the Shingadev, his manes from his hair, he puts the hairs out, like standing on end, and puts them out, so that he's surrounded by his hairs. As soon as one of those airplanes from Rani Kashyu touched one of his hairs, it sounded <laughs> like those insects at first, it just turned into ashes. So pretty soon the whole air force of Rani Kashyu was ashed. <laughs> Ash and trashed. And then, uh, so the Rani Kashipu, he had a large arsenal of spray fire out missiles. So one after another, he would shoot missiles at uh, Mashingadev. It's a Mashingadev that he would catch the missile, break it, bite it, throw it down, whatever he did, but he did always just catch the missiles and throw or some of the missiles got zapped by his uh, hair. Pretty soon he had the, like the last, the biggest uh, weapon, his uh, Shiva Dwara. Yeah, whatever, he, he also threw, nothing happened. So then Yorandekashu got so angry that he came and uh, he personally attacked and had the whole fighting scene with uh, flying in the air, fighting. And so the whole stadium is filled with people watching. <laughs> How would you like to be there watching the fight between the Shingadev and the other time just a few people, but here you had a whole stadium of millions and millions of people all watching, all up in the air fighting with each other. And then the Devas are hiding and they're also watching you to see what's happening. And you know, <laughs> the Shingadev sometimes plays like cat and mouse, catches Shinonikashiko, lets him go. He thinks, okay, he's afraid of me. Those kind of things go on. So then finally, it was uh, sunset. Of course, it was just already, it was uh, the was, it was sunset. And uh, so it was just at the moment, that uh, day and night, then uh, Shinidei goes and grabs Yomikashipu uh, and uh, sitting on his throne, 
he bifurcates it. So that he sat on his throne because uh, it was his devotee's throne, so he blessed him. Then all kinds of demons are trying to attack uh, Shingadev. He wiped out all the demons. Wave after wave, they came, you know, to, to avenge their leader's death, and they wiped them out. And he was like, "This, okay, who's next? Who's next?" You know, like, and nobody else came. It's quiet. Nobody had no other demons from coming forward. And again, he sat on his toe, toe, and he got And then one of those passages from Brown it says that the Lakshmi sat on the lamp of Rashidin. In this Leela, she doesn't sit she doesn't sit on her lady's lap. He can't even approach her. But in that Leela, she she could approach him. And sit on his lap. But none of the other devas, anybody could approach because he was uh was pushing out such an intense Burning effulgence, like millions of suns, nobody could even look at it, they couldn't get near it, it was so intense. So then Brahma Day, you know, cried out to Lakshmi, effulgence, effulgence, who went down? And then, uh, so then Lakshmi whispers in the ear of the Shinyadeva, then he changes his effulgence from burning intense to cooling like millions of moons. A really amazing kind of description of certain variety. The Shingadev is uh, very merciful to his devotees. So the Shingadev goes to the Shingapoli in Mayapur after defeating the Radhikashiku, then he, uh, he's uh, in a very peaceful mood, and all the devas come down, and they, they build cottages on the hills there, it's called Devapoli, and they personally cook and uh, serve Shingade. So now that they've done, the Shingade is very approachable, and even if you personally serve him, and his Ganesh, and Dayu and Agni and all the devas and Indra, they came and they were worshipping and serving like villagers, they were serving Mashingade. Uh, he was uh, accepting their worship and service. So, <clears throat> it's one of the specialties of the Navadikdam, because it's the Odariyadam, it's the abode of transcendental mercy, therefore, the Lord is uh, very merciful with his devotees there. And the mercy of the Shingadev, you can cross over all the obstacles in that path of our spiritual life, like the Mokhtakur. So when we pray to the Shingadev, we should pray that the obstacles are removed for worshipping Radha and Krishna, for worshipping Radha this is the Shingadev's specialty. He removes obstacles. Vigna Vinashana Shingadev. Bhakti. Vigna Vinashana Shingadev. Yeah. 
Still in society today, just like Ramakashipu, he didn't want the devotees to have any facilities. The tendency now is in the sectarian, what they call non sectarian or sectarian uh, governments. They don't like to facilitate religion. They say, no, you can't uh, facilitate any particular religion, so I won't facilitate any. Rather than facilitating all religions. Rather facilitate any religion. In the case of the Ramakashipu, he banned any religion except for worship in here. The only modified religion was the Kashipu church. You had to worship him. Any other kind of worship was totally. So much so that even if someone like Prahlad, who was a devotee of Vishnu, he was in the death penalty. What was his crime? He believed in God. I heard that in America during one of these court cases in California, the the opposition to the plaintiffs were the day brought in a picture of Rishigade, or this picture of Rishigade by Fakiri. And then they said that, uh, just see, this is uh, who they worship as God. This understanding by why the Father is being killed. Our lawyer objected, and it was sustained. <coughs> so it was never discussed. But I was thinking how, I mean, what sense that since they brought in, it would be good. Might have been interesting to actually threat there and discuss it. What was the actual philosophy? <clears throat> but here was the father torturing his son. I mean, even in Western American society, if you had a father who was throwing the son off of mountains, throwing him Boiling oil, jabbing with the sharpened, they were trying to kill by knives and sharpened instruments, throwing in the pit of snakes, throwing under the feet of uh, elephants to be trampled to death, administered poison. I mean, every way he could think of to kill his son, he tried to do it. Now, if there was a boy, that, a parent, he might be a so called parent. Did even a fraction of that. In modern society, it was required to believe immediately be arrested. Put behind bars. And if a father in America was successful for killing his son, he'd probably be given the death penalty in America. <clears throat> so actually, they don't uh, understand. They take something, they, they misrepresent it, and they present 
But if you actually see what, uh, how bad Hiranyakashipu was, then when he finally said he's personally going to kill his son, at the moment when he came to kill his son, the Lord appeared and uh, protected the, the, the boy. If there was a father ready to decapitate the son, and the SWAT team came in with the police, I don't think they would be held responsible if they would have shot the father just as he's about to kill his son. Crazy, you know, person. Could have been presented and they could have understood that. Somehow the Lord appeared in that court case. Many people, they don't really understand. They always misrepresent Prabhupada that was like, very unhappy that in Vrindavan sometimes Christian missionaries would come and say, why are you worshiping Krishna? He was not Still is right. And he said that all these big, big Goswamis, Babajis, and everyone, they're all being worshipped as, you know, great Paramahamsas. But here's some Padre comes, and then they, he starts blaspheming Krishna. And nobody can challenge it. Nobody can speak anything. But nobody can explain to the Padre that you're wrong. You, you don't have the proper understanding. The Lord is the Lord and the owner of everything. We're going to steal anything. This is just his uh, pastime to give his uh, devotees uh, transcendental happiness. So, so actually, there is uh, there there are really there are really Kanishtari kind. They don't even have a capacity to preach, but they're just posing as Paramahamsas. It's written in his Vrindavani Bhajan. The Prophet wanted us to be able to defend Krishna from this false kind of accusations when they come up. To be able to explain to people. So it's important that all these details are given. If you just have a detail of the Shingade killing Hiranyakashi, it wouldn't make you know, wouldn't people would misrepresent it to see in which the Lord is so violent. People just give some kind of terrible interpretations. So the details are given here. How bad Hiranyakashipu was, how he was torturing his son in so many ways. And finally when he was personally going to kill his son, then the Lord came and protected him. Which is quite reasonable. And even by our you know limited morality in the run of the society, we could appreciate that. So, the Lord has got the higher principle that's been handed down. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was also concerned with protecting his devotees. When Nityananda uh, was being attacked by Manai, the Vajitanya came and was calling his Sudarshan Chakra, he was ready to finish off. Lord promises that his devotee will be protected. 
Mahimat, the tenacity, the boldly declare, make the body whatever it has. The devotee survives, goes on to live eternally with Krishna. in the spiritual world. So we should see Krishna, so he then sarva bhuta na rest to all of your friends and by all of the entities. And the special protector of his devotees. So the devotees of the Lord, they need to also represent the Lord in that Buddha protecting the devotees. They said that the first in the Ari Lila of Chitana Charitamrita that the Lord doesn't have anything to do, he doesn't have anything to achieve, he does everything. He's, so he is free to take care of his devotees. Devotee care is his uh, main goal. And the spiritual master in this case, spiritual masters, Diksha and Shiksha Gurus. Their role is in uh, helping the Lord to, to take care of their devotees. To see that devotees are facilitated in their spiritual life, that they're able to advance in their Krishna consciousness and their, their faith. It's very hard to develop faith if this coming new death. So someone has any faith, but the faith is land, nurtured, reinforced. In this way, helping the, the devotees to be Krishna conscious. And in the because he's helping the devotee in a unique way by taking a very dangerous obstacle out from the path of the devotee. This is not normally what the, the guru does, but sometimes Krishna can do these kind of things. So in different ways the Lord uh, takes care of his uh, devotees. In the, Brahma, in the uh, Prema Vaivarta, it mentions how uh, one time uh, there was a disagreement between uh, Jagadananda <coughs> and uh, Lord Chaitanya. The agreements are, disagreements are always over, like Jagadananda Pandit wanted to say, serve Lord Chaitanya, worship him in a particular way, but Lord Chaitanya is next time. Something like that, usually it's that. So then, <clears throat> Jagannath Pandit uh, went to the side of the Ganges and just uh, pretending his Japa, he was very upset over something that happened between him and Lord So Nimai came out at night calling out, Jagannath, Jagannath, where are you? Then he found him there sitting by the side of the Ganges and uh, said, what are you doing here? You're not coming home. 
sitting here all alone in the night. It's not uh, safe here. I tell him, he said, why are you coming here barefoot? And there's uh, so many stones by the side of the Ganges. It'll hurt your feet. So should go home. The Lord Chaitanya somehow smoothed out Chagaranda. Now we have the official unveiling of the Sri Jagannath Mandir, the Stoliness Jayapataka Maharaj Koji.
यही रात है आप वहाँ गए थे Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.